Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast. This is Tom Salemi. Thank you for joining us today. Well, golfers have their perfect drive. Uh, fishermen have their keeper fish, or uh, in the parlance of northern Maine, well, I'll be heading next week. The board fish, it's those uh, those achievements that weren't retelling. And MedTech this week had one of those achievements. Allergan uh, agreed to acquire a very early stage company, Oculeve. Uh, it's going to pay $125 million up front if the deal closes in the third quarter, as it's expected to. But the uh, potential for earnouts uh, as Oculeve's lead product, OD1, goes through clinical trials and hopefully finds its way through the FDA likely will be a lot more than $125 million because uh, Oculeve was a company that had significant backing behind it. Kleiner Perkins seeded the company. NEA Inversant stepped up to provide uh, early-stage capital. So this was a company built for the long haul. But Allergan, under new CEO Brent Saunders, saw, uh, saw something in OD1 that it did not want to let go. Uh, Allergan, of course, is a leader in dry eye now with its Restasis drug. And uh, Oculeve potentially has a, a product that could complement that going forward if it's able to, uh, again, find its way through regulatory pathways. So today I've got the pleasure of talking with CEO Michael Ackerman. I tried several times to get Michael on the podcast, but he kept uh, many details to himself about Oculeve, uh, didn't feel the need to tell its story. Well, I'm glad he's opening up opening up a bit today uh, after the uh, news of the deal was released. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Michael Ackerman, CEO and president of Oculeve, one of those true uh, exciting stories in medtech that weren't retelling. Michael Ackerman, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Tom. First off, congratulations. I know uh, what was in the press release about uh, Allergan's uh, purchase of Oculeve. Uh, the upfront payment uh, was $125 million, and there's a potential for earnouts, which uh, I expect will be uh, impressive once they get out. Is there, is there anything else you can share uh, about the, uh, the potential deal, the, the announced deal, uh, that wasn't in the release? Um, really, what, what, I, what I'd like to share is that I'm just extremely proud of the team that's gotten us here. It's really just an incredibly impressive group of people, and uh, both uh, directly working for the organization and all of our partners as well. Um, it's uh, these folks have just been, been pulling off uh, some really impressive, uh, impressive feats, and um, really just just proud of what they've accomplished. And so. Um, also, just like to say, I'm extremely excited to partner with Allergan. Really, uh, our our primary goal here is to impact as many patients as possible. And uh, really, I can't think of, of any better organization uh, to to uh, to achieve that than Allergan. And Allergan, of course, is a, a leader in dry eye uh, with its pharmaceutical products, but uh, it's not really been a player on on the device side. So to see it sort of uh, at least in in ophthalmology, to see it sort of shift in this direction uh, is exciting. Uh, that, that's right, and obviously Allergan has, does have some devices in the uh, aesthetic side of the business and some combination products as well. But um, I, I completely agree. I think we're um, we're excited about it as well. The uh, we've been sort of 
chasing each other, or more accurately, I've been chasing you trying to get some more insights on, on the Oculeaf story. I think you were going to be presenting at our OIS in April, and uh, now I understand why that may not have happened, uh, although there might have been some other reasons as well. You've been keeping the story uh, uh, to yourself, understandably, uh, but uh, the Stanford Medicine Magazine did a a nice job sort of describing the technology and uh, giving a little bit of, of history. It really looks like a, an innovative design and, and approach. What, what can you share about, uh, about Oculi's approach to uh, using neurostimulation to, to treat dry eye? Yeah, actually, uh, what I can share is that um, we've actually been perhaps even a little more under the radar than you think. Uh, actually, the, the device that's mentioned in the uh, the Stanford Medicine article is, is uh, actually a, a different program than the OD1. Uh, it's, it's a program that we have in development. Uh, the OD1 device that's described in the press release is actually a, a non-invasive product um, that has had some, some really impressive outcomes to date. Um, so it, uh, it actually has not been, been mentioned publicly until the press release. Wow. So I was completely duped by that Stanford story. I was impressed by the, <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed by the decoy story, and it gets even better. Well, uh, it, it, it's actually not a decoy story. Everything <laughs> you read in there, the, the, the Stanford um, article is, is true. It um, uh, simply describes uh, one of our programs, but it's, it's not our lead program, which is the OD1. Can, can you give a little more information about the, your lead program? Yeah, I can just give you um, some brief information, which is that it's a, a treatment which uh, works by activating the nasolacrimal reflex. And it's uh, uh, pretty neat, and, and we'll be excited to, to tell, the, uh, tell the world about it soon. Great. Can you, can you talk a bit about the, the history behind the idea or how it all came together? Uh, according to the Stanford uh, article, which I assume uh, this, this story was, uh, is still accurate, uh, you actually you're, you were part of a project team that actually shadowed ophthalmologists, uh, interviewed them, interviewed patients looking for op- opportunities in ophthalmology. Uh, what was that process like, and what did those uh, interviews reveal overall about the uh, the ophthalmology sector and the, and the opportunities in ophthalmology? Sure. So, uh, as I believe was mentioned in the Stanford article, this company was really founded out of the Stanford Biodesign Program with a, a collaboration in, in, in the Department of Ophthalmology. And as part of that, I spent uh, a month uh, with, uh, with some others as well in uh, the Stanford Department of Ophthalmology Clinic. And Basically, we're shadowing physicians both in the clinic and in the operating room as well. And it was really remarkable. Uh, when I was first there, I would, uh, thought for sure that um, the unmet needs that would be most relevant would be in the operating room. And, and uh, there are unmet needs in the operating room, to be sure. But, uh, frankly, the, the most compelling ones were actually right there in the clinic. Uh, those in the operating room typically have at least... Uh, some solution for uh, for the, for the disease. And so, um, and dry eye became uh, became really compelling. There's uh, really just a remarkably common problem. Uh, it seemed like every every third patient or so coming into the office had dry eye, and uh, if not as a primary com- complaint, uh, a secondary one. Folks coming into the, the retina clinic or into the glaucoma clinic, and many of them were underserved. So, uh, it became a, a Pretty clear, um, pretty clear, uh, uh, undermet 
clinical need and one that uh, that is a really great market opportunity as well. Uh, the, um, the genesis of the, uh, the the company was that the, the lacrimal gland still has uh, still has function. We've actually learned a lot more about the uh, the physiology, of what's going on that uh, uh, that may well extend beyond the lacrimal gland. But uh, it's uh, uh, basically activating that, uh, that that gland and, and doing so with a, a reflex, uh, the nasal lacrimal reflex to to. Uh, increased your production in patients with dry eye. Had you done similar surveys or studies in other specialties, or, or was your focus only on ophthalmology? No, actually, the focus was ophthalmology, and, and that was uh, really the, the focus for uh, my time at the, the Stanford Biodesign Program. And uh, however, the, the Biodesign Program does have uh, does have fellows focus in uh, in other treatment areas as well. And what, what drew you to ophthalmology? Did you just see uh, opportunities there that maybe weren't in other spaces, or uh, was it just luck that, <laughs> that drew you to, to study this space? Uh, you, you know, frankly, it, it was luck. So, <laughs> uh, and, and now that I'm here in ophthalmology, I'm I, you know, just delighted at what a, a wonderful space it is. It's just a, a tremendous group of, of physicians, incredibly innovative, uh, innovative and uh, with a wonderful space for uh, to be with technology. Yeah, I think you've you've found a home for yourself. Uh, I know I know Mark Blumenkrantz was a, a director of the company. We did a podcast with him a, a bit ago, and he's uh, uh, just a, a special guy to talk to about innovation and coming up with new ideas. And uh, you obviously built a, a remarkable syndicate with Kleiner Perkins and then Versant and NEA coming in. Now, you were clearly going from broke, you had a lot of muscle behind you to, to see this idea through. How did the deal uh, with Allergan come together? Yeah, well, well, I certainly don't think broke is what we were going for. We were, <laughs> we were going... <laughs> it's an expression. You were going for the win, I should say, not for broke. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um, but, but yes, I mean, these three firms have been just uh, really magnificent partners. I really couldn't have asked for uh, any better investors and, and more supportive uh, and value-add investors, uh, more board members, just uh, extremely fortunate there and uh, just have been extremely fortunate with our, our, our team and partners on, on every dimension as well. Uh, and uh, the, the deal with Allergan really um, was, uh, was one that uh, started with, with Brent Saunders and uh, in particular with his, uh, his relationship with, um, uh, with Bill Link and uh, through, uh, basically took some interest after, uh, after ASCRS. And uh, so this was not something that you were seeking or, or were you, some, some startups say they like to, you know, keep strategic surprise of what's going on and, and maintain contacts with them. Were you out there sort of talking to other larger companies or did you have your head down in startup phase and you were just trying to build a, a company and not worrying about an exit at this point? Yeah, I, I can really say for the, for the most part, we've, we've just had our head down in, 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 in execution phase. And, and uh, as I mentioned before, I've really, been in a position where we've been very selective uh, in to, to whom and, and through what media we've uh, we've been uh, 
making our, our technology public. But uh, beyond that, I'll, I'll let uh, let Allergan uh, uh, describe uh, describe anything that, that that they wish. And clearly, it was uh, an offer that was too good to refuse. Uh, can you give us any details on uh, what the potential upside is from this deal beyond the 125 million? Uh, what I can say is that it, obviously it's a deal that we're we're really excited about and and we're really committed to uh, to, to executing and, and delivering. Great. And finally, what are your future plans? The uh, going back to the Stanford article, it suggested your deep dive into ophthalmology led to identifying hundreds of, of opportunities, areas where technology might be of some help. Are, are you planning to stay with Algan and, and see this? product through, uh, or do you have the startup bug and, and intend to start a new company sooner rather than later? So I, I, I'm really committed to making sure OD1 reaches its its potential, and, and I'll be transitioning to the Allergan team. Excellent. Well, I think we'll be hearing uh, Allergan's name more and more going forward, and uh, can't wait to hear more and see more about uh, about OD1 and, and its uh, opportunities in, uh, in dry eye. Thanks for taking a few minutes today, and again, congratulations. Uh, on your work uh, up till this point and uh, on your potential going forward. All right. Thanks, Tom. Nice talking with you. Well, thanks, Michael Ackerman, for joining us on the OIS podcast. It took a little while to get you on the program, but it was definitely worth the wait. We look forward to following OD1's progress uh, going forward on the clinical and we hope commercial front and would love to have you back on the program. We also would love to hear your stories. Uh, Go to OIS.net. If you're interested in presenting at an upcoming OIS conference, you can also go to OIS.net if you'd like to attend our upcoming OIS conference at AAO. Tune in next week for another tale of ophthalmic innovation uh, on the OIS podcast, and we look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas. OIS is now accepting applications for presenting companies. Share your technology and clinical data with over 800 industry executives, investors, and key opinion-leading ophthalmologists. To be considered for the Ophthalmology Innovation Showcase, apply online at www.ois.net forward slash application.